0: what up my beautiful listeners it's your girl Killer k k k love in the villain tell me how you feeling um, this is another episode of the Psychic Mystic Lounge. It's sort of like a end of the 2020 episode, in order to reboot for 2021. If any of you guys are interested in letting me know some topics that you want to hear about or want to discuss, please do feel free to check the description box, and you'll see ways to get in contact with me and ways to message me. Um, this episode is just going to be me kind of throwing some thoughts around, maybe giving some mess like you know some advice, some some wisdom before we head out of 2020, kind of going over what 2020 was since I did no episodes for 2020. It was an off season and then introducing you guys to what is going to be happening in 2021. So thank you guys for listening and stay tuned. All right. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you guys for joining me and listening to this podcast episode. Um so how is everybody doing? Let's just be honest. Um 2020 has been a very, very interesting year in itself. It just it felt like 10 years, I'm just going to be honest. Um and I'm sure that I'm not alone in that feeling. But I think that what 2020 really allowed us to see was how we could have all as a collective been very focused on things that were routine, things that maybe didn't, didn't allow us to express ourselves authentically through our heart and our heart chakra. And so I feel like it was the year of Balancing out, like who are you when you're not working? What do you like to do when you're not being a mother? You know, for those of you who have those titles and positions. And I also, speaking of titles and positions, I feel like 2020 definitely um, allowed us as a collective, if you chose to see it this way, it allowed us to see that sometimes those titles and positions they get you stuck in a box, um, or you know, some of those titles and positions. Get us to kind of overlook certain things because oh, it's a title, it's position. Um, the example that I use all throughout 2020 is like you know maybe you have the title of being a sister or a mother or a family member or a coworker, and the idea you know that we as a collective have agreed upon what those things are. It didn't give much room for people to be flexible within themselves and to understand that being a sister doesn't just mean being a sister in the way that the collective and the society would like to say it. Being a sister could also be being a mother and also how these titles, we stick so much to it. So, like For example, when you think about your mother, perhaps, or if you are a mother or know a mother... Um, Just that title and that box that we put on them, oh, mothers can't do this, they can't do that, or a mother is supposed to do this and supposed to do that, and then we realize and peel back that layer and say underneath that title is a human being that can create whatever they would like, and that title does not define them as such. And the opposite extreme of that is that sometimes we put these titles on people and they don't live up to what we think the title is, and we shame them for it, so... There was a lot of that. A lot of breakdown in the family. For me personally, I felt like um, there was a big breakdown in family and like what I considered family and how you know the expression of family that I was traditionally taught and raised with, how that differed from my own definition of family. So yeah, I mean, it's it was a lot. I mean, a lot of people like to say, for example, the mother situation, the label of being a mother. People think that being a mother means that you have children, that you wake up and you cook every day for them. You make their lunch. You, Being a mother, you sometimes you don't even have children and you're a mother. <laughs> sometimes you just have that mothering energy where you take care of your community, but you have not one of your own children. So being able to say, yes, I am a mother, even though people are like, well, where are your children at or where is this or where is that? You're saying, no, I am expressing myself through energy. I'm not expressing myself through societal standards of what they think a mother is or what they think a mother should be. Um, And that's not to say that we just, you know, totally throw responsibilities and structure into the wind. But it's just saying that we want to give more flexibility to how we look at these things, who we who we put these labels on, you know, and things like that. So traditionalism came up a lot during 2020 because obviously traditionalism was challenged a lot in 2020. The traditional path in regards to work was challenged. Now we have a new structure of work where people are working from home and people are understanding that they can make their own businesses and kind of, you know, get into a flow of their own energy and so i felt like in that way 2020 really woke us up about what we were capable of doing versus what we had been doing and so i feel that for some people it kind of shook them for others it was kind of like getting like you know learning how to ride a bike you have to get used to it for others they're just like oh why can't we just go back to this way um i think as a collective we expanded our limitations about what we could do and what we couldn't do um So yeah, a lot of the homeschooling energy, a lot of the, uh, you know, learning online. Um, I feel like 2020 really opened up the doors for people to do what they said that they wanted to do, like things that they said they wanted to do as a New Year's resolution. It really was like, okay, you said that you want to have more time for your hobbies. Well, guess what? Now you don't have that job that you hated anyways, and now you can do what you need to do. And people were just like, uh, uh, like so like, you know, you're just like, oh, I wanna do this or I wanna do that. And then when the opportunity presents itself, you're just like, uh, I didn't mean like that, you know? So it's just took like us some adjusting and some people didn't adjust and that's okay too. Um, but I do feel like it, it it definitely was a motivator this year. That energy of like, whoa, what's going on was a very big motivation to inspire people who had already had like a spark of an interest idea or hobby to really fall into that. So, okay, that, that's pretty dope. 2020 allowed us to, instead of panicking about a structure that we were used to kind of falling apart in a sense, it allowed us to express ourselves genuinely and authentically through music, art, business, other relationships that we may have formed different things like that. It allowed us to see that we had a lot of hidden talents that we were sleeping on and things of that nature. So I feel that definitely was a good thing. But I mean, in retrospect, we did have to go through a process and I'm just so happy that we went through it together. You guys, like when you really think about it we went through this shit together. We did it together. Like this is awesome. And some people didn't make it. And we send love to those who passed on. I definitely want to create some space for them in this conversation as well. Because it wasn't like just fun and dandy for everybody. People have lost loved ones and or had to take care of sick loved ones or, you know, any all the <laughs> above pretty much. Um, but I also want to talk about relationships. Oh, my goodness, 2020 felt like a Mercury retrograde for a year, like literally a year long Mercury retrograde. Um, And you have to also think about all the astrological events. I think we started on January 11th with a lunar eclipse or solar eclipse in Cancer. We're also ending it with Cancer. Either it being a solar or lunar eclipse, I have to definitely get Correct on that, but do your research, okay? Do your research. I'm not gonna do all the information checking for you, but we're opening and closing with Cancer Moon energy, so it's just like what the fuck. There's been that freaking retrograde. I think it wasn't Scorpio. Oh my goodness, that retrograde in Scorpio like almost took me out. I'm not gonna lie, it almost got me, y'all. Did it almost get you guys? It almost got me for sure. So, oh, that was there was so many little gems throughout this year, but it just feels like it was very emotional for all of us, but we were able to get through it. And I think if you were able to just utilize the time that you had doing something, it, maybe it was doing poetry. Maybe it was exercising. Maybe it was going into your business for yourself. Maybe it was reflecting. I think there was a lot of self reflection. I remember there was a point in 2020 where literally I would see on social media how everybody was saying that their dreams were super active or they were sleeping for longer amounts of time. There was also that ascension process. I believe that was from like probably like March into like July, August. That period of time was like ascension symptoms were so heightened. Like, people were constantly complaining about being fatigued, not being able to eat, their body rejecting food, being sleepy, moods changing, um, basically doing a whole lot of shadow work, having headaches, and just crazy dreams. Like, the whole collective was going through it, y'all. So, pat yourself on the back for being able to get through that. I'm giving myself a generous pat because I know personally, a lot came up. Um, A lot of feelings about the way that I relate to certain things, the things that I was, you know, raised with, just everything. Like, I feel like the whole year was just childhood, like, trauma, childhood, conflictions, and emotions, how we love each other, the ways that we've been taught to love through what we've seen with our parents or people around us. Like, Everything literally just kind of hit at once. And I think for a lot of people, it came down to like having, you know, a moment where we just realize that we can either change something about what we don't like, or we can try to hold on to the old structure. So so this, this Jupiter conjunction Saturn energy is really interesting because I feel like everything has been kind of already setting up for that energy in 2020. And so it kind of sets the tone for the next 10 years of what we could be experiencing in Aquarius. You know, that conjunction happened in Aquarius, it welcomed the age of Aquarius for us. Um, So I kind of feel like, you know, we're starting to become more inventive about how we do things and how we work and how we live and how we eat and where we live and how we decide to have communities and what that looks like. I think that just is kind of like a high level overview, but really it's gonna be a lot of the nitty gritty details, like really building community from scratch, like baking a cake from nothing. I feel like we're gonna be really building communities, building you know, structures that fit the new um, era and fit the new thought forms that we're all collectively stepping into. And so I feel as though it's a reality shift for us. And I just want to say, who got their powers on December 21st? I just want to know who got them, who had them, because I feel like you always had those powers. Just that activation, that DNA cleansing and activation, it was beautiful, but it wasn't without the shadow side, or it wasn't without doing shadow work, you guys. So that was really awesome. Um, Yeah, I really, really, okay, so we're going to get into the relationships here. Um, We're just going to take a break and have a sponsored segment. Welcome back, everybody. Thanks for allowing us to take a break. So Before the break, we were talking about basically everything that's happened in 2020, what people have gone through in family, the titles, the dismantling of social constructs. Now we got to talk about them relationships, y'all, because the relationships in 2020, let me tell you. As an intuitive reader and somebody that a lot of people come to to get readings from, let me tell you how many people relationships was falling apart. And I'm not trying to blast nobody. I'm not trying to blast nobody. But there were a lot of people that, you know, obviously were having relationship difficulties. You know, maybe a partner lost a job or, you know, maybe money was tight. And so I feel like those circumstances can create a restricting atmosphere for relationships, especially ones that are developing ones that are newly into their relationship chapter uh even some that have been long lasting and gone through the test of time got tested in 2020 okay so if you are somebody that uh had experienced some interesting relationship situations you can definitely leave me a voice message and I will listen to it I may even include it in our next segment but yeah um as from what I have saw as a reader who you know my job kind of is to be in everybody's business um, in a healthy, good way. Um, I saw a lot. I saw people's true colors coming out. I mean, how much can you, what can you be doing when we're in quarantine? How much sneaking around and cheating? I'm going to just say it. it was a lot of cheating going on in quarantine. Okay. There was a lot of relationships that um, you know, people realized that their partner wasn't didn't know them, didn't know their love language, didn't understand what their archetype was, how they attached. There was a lot of need to break down the psychological elements of relationships and how we bond. A lot of people realized that they were trauma bonding during 2020, that the relationship they've been in for years and years and years were simply Trauma bonding. So, you know, you have a trauma that is unhealed, and so does your partner, and you guys literally make a relationship off of trauma. So, some people realized after they had deconstructed their trauma that they weren't even really interested in the person that they were with or that they kind of had outgrown them. And similar to the other themes in 2020, like career, the structure of society, you know, people had an opportunity to try to cling on to what they knew and what they were used to or realize that maybe something isn't working and there's room for improvement or that they maybe need to take a break from relationships altogether or just not be in certain relationships. And I think that even started happening before the quarantine and all of that. I think those relationships, things of that nature were starting to happen as early as January. So, I feel like that was an overall theme throughout the year was relationships. Can we work through this? You know, can we get through these hard times? Like I said, y'all, 2020 was basically one year long retrograde, okay? One year long retrograde. We got a couple bumps, we got a couple downtime, you know, the universe gave us some time to breathe before it threw us back in the fire. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Some more than others. I'll just say that. Okay. But yeah, relationships was a big thing. Family relationships, because as you know, when quarantine first started, a lot of people wanted to have that security of going home, being around family, being around people that they loved. you know, being unsure of what was to happen next. So a lot of people quarantined with their family and even those dynamics started to kind of Give some room for light to be shed on, you know, how you connect with your family members, how you connect with your parents, your siblings, uncles, aunties, brothers, you know, the different dynamics in the family relationships were challenged a lot as well. Like I said, it was a lot going on, but definitely those relationships were one of them. Like I said, people were breaking up, people were cheating, people were finding out that they were getting cheated on, cheaters were getting caught. I also feel like, um, the dynamic of relationships has changed. I personally feel that I can kind of see more people being open to very untraditional forms of relationships like polyamory, polyandry. Um, So polyamory is having more than one wife, more than one partner, but specifically more than one wife. And then polyandry is having more than one husband. I personally, I mean, maybe it hasn't been for everybody, but me personally, I've seen people be more open to the idea of You know, wanting, especially the younger generations. I can't say that much for the older generations, but you know, they've got their place and their space as well. But for the younger generations, I've definitely seen my peers and others express the fact that they want to be in a polyamorous situation um, and just you know, kind of free flow it. So, yeah, there were a lot. There were a lot of things happening for those relationships um and friendships too a lot of friendships had to go through that test of 2020 it's not even the test of time at this point it's the test of 2020 because like I said earlier 2020 felt like it was 10 years long okay I feel like we've been going at it for 10 whole years y'all so, yeah, I just want to throw my little two cents in there about the relationships and everything. But I feel like it definitely, like I said, opened way for this new expansion energy, similar to what we experienced in the Jupiter-Saturn conjunction going into the age of Aquarius, um, being inventive, free thinking about relationships, about what relationships mean to us and how we connect to people. Uh, a lot of child work, inner child work and shadow work was done during this time, too, because obviously, you know, we had to be quarantined for a minute. And I I feel like most people quarantined at some point by themselves. Y'all know what I'm talking about. That point in quarantine where you was just literally, it was just you and your four walls and your bed and you just trying to figure out how you finna survive this and what's going on. Y'all know what I'm talking about. It was a lot of that. But I feel like that introspection was definitely needed. Um, and like I said, it just kind of led up to the great conjunction, the December 21st energy of um, starting over being reset Understanding what you want now, going for what you want, you know, kind of having that opportunity to just rest, take a break before life just keeps coming at you because 2021 is not going to be no walk in the park, y'all, but it's going to be what you make it. So make it something nice and beautiful. All right. And so... um Our next segment, we are actually going to wrap it up by having a guest on the show. She is a wonderful, amazing entrepreneur and business owner who actually got more inspiration to, um, enhance and grow her business in quarantine in this 2020 energy. So you're going to hear firsthand the experiences of a business owner, a black woman business owner. For those of you who are wondering, yeah, it was, it was one of the, it was one of us. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Um, and so just getting some insight on, you know, what it's, what it feels like the process, the emotions and stuff like that in regards to starting the fears, the, the challenges, all that. So, Um, and her name is Egyptia. She owns her own clothing line called Gypsy Revamped. I will definitely leave information in the description box of this episode so that you can actually check her out and she will leave her handles at the end of the episode as well. So when we come back from the break, I will introduce my guest, and you guys will get to meet her and learn more about her and her process. Stay tuned. Welcome back, everybody, and I am here to introduce my guest, Egyptia. So, Egyptia, please introduce yourself, let the people know a little bit about you, where you're based, and what you do.
1: Hey, y'all. So, my name is Egyptian, but I go by Gypsy. So if you see me on the streets, just call me Gypsy, not Egyptia. And I'm from Oakland, California, and I moved to L.A. about three years ago. So now I'm a L.A.-based business owner, and I run a clothing brand of business casual streetwear. So, yeah.
0: Beautiful, beautiful. So I just specifically wanted you to come on and talk to people about um the many different the whole process really of how you elevated and enhanced your business specifically this year so when did you even like when did you start your business when did you start gypsy revamped
1: okay so gypsy revamped was actually started a year and some change ago so i actually officially launched the business in september of 2019
0: okay Beautiful, beautiful. And so what made so okay, explain to us your journey a little bit. We're not gonna get too much in the details, but just so people can get some background context. So when you first started, what motivated you in the first place to start your business in 2019?
1: Man, tired of being broke and living check
0: to check. Okay. I heard that. I heard that. All right. And so what made you get into clothing? Was this like something that you've always been interested in? Or was it just like you saw that there wasn't business casual streetwear?
1: So really, really what really, really started the brand to give like a brief background on it was basically all my friends would be like, oh my God, you should be a stylist. Like you should style me such, 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 such. Because I love, I love how you look and did it and there. And I'm like, I ain't no stylist. So, I was like, basically, I'm going to just create a brand where it has all of, like, my whole style in one area. So, you can style yourself based off what I pick.
0: Nice. Okay, okay, okay. I see it. I see the vision. So, all right. right. So, from 2019, September 2019, going into 2020, um, you know, I... I personally know that as a business owner, usually when you're a small business starting off, you usually have, you know, your main form of income, then you have your business that you work on. So obviously, you know what I mean? In 2020, a lot of people got laid off of their, you know, nine to five jobs. Did we? So how was that transition for you? I mean, because it seems as though now that you're full-time in your, you know, you're working on your clothing brand, how did, how was that transition specifically because of the quarantine and the whole pandemic? What did that feel like for you going from doing a nine to five and then doing your business on the the side to like a hundred percent devoting yourself to your business?
1: Okay. So to be honest, I feel like, I mean. The pandemic wasn't great, but it was a blessing mm-hmm. <laughs> to be honest. Cause to like when it came to like running my business at first, I wouldn't pay attention to it as much because I'm like, oh, I gotta go to work. Like, I gotta go to work to pay my rent, so that that could wait for a little bit. But I still did it, just not as much attention to it. Mm-hmm. Soon as we got laid off, well, I, I got Farlow, so I'm not technically laid off. I still got the job, but I don't really work there like that. Mm-hmm. So once I got Farlow, I just, actually, I'm not even going to say I just jumped right in. I didn't jump right in. I sat my ass in the house. I can cuss?
0: Yes. Of okay. course. <laughs> I,
1: like, hey, I don't know what kind of show this I sat my ass in the house. I was sitting here depressed like, what I'm about to do? I ain't got no job. Like, oh, I don't want my apartment to kick me out. Blah, 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 blah. All that little depressing stuff. And then one day, I'm like, you know what? Nah. Fuck that. I'm about to boss up. So then I just started getting my little money together, start saving, start doing a little other stuff, got my money together, did this big search of, like, items I wanted, items I wanted to create, bought all that stuff, did me a photo shoot, um, made me a website, built my own website, and dropped it and dropped it. And then my business, like, I wouldn't say, like, it's doing it great like it's literally only been one year but looking at my analytics from this year and last year I'm doing way better than last year so just imagine next year like this quarantine really just helped helped me so much because it just gave me that time to purely focus on my business
0: yes I love that and I love how you were so honest about the process like how you were just like depressed just kind of like dang what am I gonna do next or how am I gonna make income how am I gonna and then, literally, just like something clicked overnight, it seems, even though we know it wasn't completely overnight, but something just clicked to where it's like, let me I just mean, basically, yeah, that
1: thought. We have to get that as soon as you get that thought, it's instant,
0: yes. Like, but... And I'd also want to just ask, like, you know, just for the people who are listening, you know, the fact that you said you made your website by yourself, you did your own photo shoot. Um, You know, it just kind of gives people inspiration that maybe they have skills already that they don't have to outsource and go to other people. Like how you said that you did a photo shoot. So you, you do photography as well. Is that correct? Like as a side hobby or as a business or... Oh, it's
1: really a hobby. It was a business at one point, but I kind of cut it. So it's just like a side hobby. I probably only do
0: photography for my business now. See, that's beautiful because you're able to use that skill. You know, so it's just kind of like not everything is meant to be, like, capitalized on. So, like, for example, like, just even going into you doing photography, like, I love that you kind of just was honest about it and real about it, that you didn't want to capitalize there. You just wanted to keep it a hobby. And mm-hmm. you've been able to use your hobby, which is also a skill, to help incorporate and enhance your business because you're able to do your own photo shoots. You're able to do your right, own editing. Right. So it's just very self-sufficient. That's why I specifically wanted you to come and talk with us because of how self-sufficient. And right, I personally that can be
1: watched.
0: Yes. That's a- you have to be so that's a key right there you guys if you are wanting to you know be about your own business and start whatever it is that you're passionate about be self-sufficient because it kind of helps you to save money and it also helps you to avoid um you know just kind of only you know what you want you know you can tell people your vision exactly that is very true only you know what your vision looks like and what you want. So it's really good to learn how to just go and do it instead of paying people. But I do understand some people would like to pay people. That's fine. But you know what I mean? Coming from a self-self startup like uh, Gypsy. My bad. This is my friend, y'all. So I'd be calling it by <laughs> it's her. okay. You you know
1: about my girl, but, you know.
0: <laughs> but Gypsy, uh, she learned how to do photography on her own by herself. She learned how to edit by herself make her own website you know what i'm saying do all of her own product shots and that's just beautiful so um you know so what were some of the challenges that you faced in regards to specifically this year and making your your business your own business like a full-time situation what were the challenges if any that you encountered
1: so are you asking more so about what were the challenges of moving into doing it by myself or what were some challenges with my business
0: just both with doing it with into doing it by yourself um we can start off there and then in specifically with your business with this year what were the challenges for you
1: okay so my main challenges was literally doing it by myself yeah (laughs) That's, that's a challenge imagine having to uh okay so put it like this i'm one person running a business, I'm marketing, I'm branding, I'm creative directing, I'm sourcing, I'm uh, designing, I'm social media managing, I'm web developing, like, you know, I I have all these hats (laughs) that Mm -hmm. I'm wearing, and it's just like, okay, like, something could slip my mind so quick, and I'm just like, oh, my God, I took too long to do that, now it's too late, and, like, you know, like... It just the planning be all over the place when it's just you by yourself. And that was one of the biggest challenges. And then if you have someone, they might not understand your vision, mm-hmm. how you see your vision. Mm-hmm. So that is the biggest challenge. That well, that was the biggest challenge for me this year in moving into doing a business by myself is doing it by
0: myself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just being, you know, but I feel like it that's why it's so awesome to take your time and do research and i feel like i've definitely personally witnessed you do that like Going on YouTube, looking at marketing strategies, learning the algorithms of different platforms. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think that's really important that people don't get to see, like, the back end as far as being your own business owner.
1: No, for real. They just think you just put putting some stuff up and then, boom, like, no, you got to do work. Like, it's work. It's definitely work. And it's work that you don't understand because it's like, I didn't know that. I mean, I knew a little bit about marketing. I didn't know nothing about marketing, but I learned. Yeah, I didn't know nothing about branding, but I learned. Yeah. And uh, when it came to shipping, I'm like, I got to ship this now.
0: <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot. But this, these are the things that I think it's important because, I mean, to be honest, when we look in the grand scheme of things, anybody, an investor could tell you right now what makes your business different from everyone else's. Right. And I feel as though in this age of entrepreneurship and small business owners being on the rise, I feel as though just because you sell clothes doesn't make you a good business owner.
1: That is definitely true. Like you really have to move with purpose.
0: You know? And like, even how you said like, oh, I have to ship things out. It's like, you know, I'm not going to go into too much detail about this, but I've definitely seen businesses regardless of COVID, you know what I mean? Like, in regards to like just in general without COVID who don't do shipping how they should they don't let their customers know that something's going to be delayed or when something's on their way they don't give tracking information so that's really important as a small business to uphold that standard and reputation that you know just because we're small especially black businesses let's just keep it real especially
1: like small businesses yes but black businesses let's
0: just keep it real <laughs> sis okay
1: Hey, there's a lot of great business out there with great customer service, but I'm not going to lie, y'all. We got to do better. Like, Just there's a little no bit excuse. A little Treat bit your better. customers right. Treat your customers right. They are about to be paying your bills. Treat them
0: right. Yeah, that's very... words, to all the small business, especially black business owners. Just... I mean, I think simple communication even has Right, don't be cussing your customers out. Don't be cussing <laughs> them out when they leave <laughs> reviews that you don't like. Don't be, you know, right. deleting comments because somebody said it took you three weeks to ship something. You know what I'm saying? Just be right. communicative. You need to take all
1: of that criticism and make your company better because without criticism, you're never going to do better. You're going to be on the same level. So, criticism is good. Like, take that in and do better. Like, people will appreciate it. When you had a flaw and you fixed it, they're like, okay, so they're efficient. Like, they're working on it. They're doing better. They didn't have it figured out, but now they do. And it's going to make people want to be loyal to you.
0: And I think that's also building a customer or client retention is them being able to see you grow. Exactly. It's like they
1: grew with you. Like, wow, I remember when this company first started.
0: Yeah. You know what I mean? They get to see your evolution, your achievements, your progress. And I think that's very Mm -hmm. important with small businesses because- we're not just established, you know, businesses. We are working. We're self-startups. We're working from literally the bottom. Unless you exactly, have. Exactly. The bottom, bottom. Okay. Like rock bottom. Okay. Some of us had to hit rock bottom to get to the top. Okay. You no, know,
1: for real. We, we, we so far at the
0: bottom, you can plant us and we'll grow. Okay. You and that's so far, what we to do. The ground. That's what we're doing. So I want to go into what were your biggest and greatest achievements? Like, what goals did you achieve this year? What made you proud in regards to how you've handled your business, what you've done, or just, you know, things, goals that you had set? What did you achieve this year?
1: Well, one of, well, okay, I'm going to just say it like this. Since I was doing it by myself, going back to that, Mm -hmm. I didn't really set strong, valid goals. I just knew. I wanted it to be out there. Mm-hmm. So, do not do that, <laughs> make mm-hmm. goals, but that's what I did. Make goals. But I can say some achievements that I had. I had my first four-figure number. Ooh, like, yeah. I don't care what y'all say. I don't care if it wasn't five. That was big to me because starting off, I was making nothing but a couple hundred bucks. And I was making I when I saw the little four numbers, I was like, ooh. Y'all, I'm in business.
0: So can you, so, so just to give us an example, going from September, 2019 to now, can you give us like a, was it like a two time, three time difference? Like you made three times the amount. So last year, holiday
1: season, all together, I think I made like 400 bucks. And that's, that's when I first dropped it. I only made like 400 bucks this year. I was in like the thousand area.
0: Okay. So you, you double, you almost tripled it at that that's point. That's what I'm
1: saying. Like, that's a very big difference. And then, um, I kind of started really paying it. Like when I first dropped this year was only in about May. So really it was me playing in front of a from March until now. I mean, from March until May, and then i dropped it in may for the swimsuits and then i really did my first collection drop in like september i think Mm -hmm. so just thinking of those little amount of months that i went from making a hundred and something dollars to a thousand like thousands and something dollars
0: yeah like
1: that's that's beautiful like that's big to me because imagine next year I'm going be yes.
0: making $100,000. Okay, baby. That's what I was going to say. So, those are your achievements. Wow, I'm so proud of you just seeing Thank how far you. you come. And what are your goals for 2021 with your business, continuing forward?
1: So, my goals for 2021 is probably getting my brand together. Not by branding. Not like, uh, like my brand font and like, you know, like little colors and stuff. I'm talking about like really getting my brand story, my brand strategy together, Mm -hmm. getting the proper marketing plan, finding my core pieces. Like I have a lot of work to do. I have so much goals set for next year. Like y'all just don't even understand. Like watch it go from a small business to a medium business, I promise
0: y'all. Yes, we working on hitting an empire level, okay? Girl, period. Okay. Period. Well, thank you so much Gypsy for interviewing with me and how can the people find you? What is your Instagram handle? What are your handles? Let me know.
1: Okay, so my Instagram handle for my um, clothing brand is Gypsy GypsyRevamps. It is spelled, Gyptsy revamped, and my personal Instagram is Tipsy Gypsy, and it's spelled T i p s y G y p t s y. So. Y'all can follow me on those. I'd rather you follow me on Gypsy and Tipsy Gypsy, cause y'all gonna see some old other ratchet stuff. But um, <laughs> 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 you can follow me on my <laughs> business page. And...
0: Beautiful. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to interview today and sharing your highs and your lows and just how you've been able to accomplish a lot of goals this year. And we look forward to having you back on the podcast. But in the meantime, Thank you so much. You guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode. And I really appreciate all the viewer support. I will definitely be back in 2021. We'll have a lot of new stuff rolling out for this podcast. So stay tuned. Have a good evening. Happy New Year's, everyone.
1: Thank you, Kayla, for
0: inviting me. Of course. Bye, everybody.